Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast, brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast. We're looking at more IST NBA in-season tournament action here for Tuesday night. Two more games in the quarterfinals elimination round. We are recording this for you on Monday night after the Celtics just got upset, we'll call it, after that uh, that loss to the Pacers, which was a pretty awesome game. Now we're in the midst of a pretty fun one here between the Pellies and Kings. Lots of defense. It's like kind of playoff-y, right? Like there's some, some actual care on defense. Uh, we know that a lot of guys have even admitted they might have not played in these games if they uh, if this wasn't as important to them as the in-season tournament was. So lots more to look forward to. We're going to use that in our analysis here for Tuesday night's games. want to remind you to follow along. We've got best bets in this one. Also have play-up props, so like and subscribe to that page. Head to thelines.com. Use the odds finder tool up there to make sure you're getting the best juice available to you. And let's get go ahead and get right into your first bet here, Nate, for uh, Tuesday night's slate. Yeah, if we expect more defense, we expect more grit and grind, then you got to like the Knicks here at plus five. Uh, I think it opened plus six and a half, in fact, and people were jumping on that right away because the Bucks, um are not necessarily, you know, a fully formed team at this point. They don't they don't have tremendous depth. They've been kind of bailed out by Dame Lillard going off in the fourth quarter in a few games, uh, but it's been clunky and, and kind of awkward. And um, I mean, while Dame might get his Jalen Brunson has has absolutely whooped him in, in any opportunity, including dropping 45 when these teams met a month ago. Uh, the Knicks yeah, are, are just a tough team that's going to muck it up. And, you know, their last three losses to Milwaukee with Brunson are by six, four and five points. So if you give me the points, I'll take that. I, I will put maybe a half a, a unit on the money line here. Um, or consider even the, the money line with the under parlay because the Knicks kind of depend on that low scoring environment because the, their offense is not necessarily going to go off. They're going to beat you with, with rebounding, with, with, with defense. Um, and it seems like they have the recipe to do that. Despite the fact that they lost to the bucks in this game, they out rebounded them by 15. Um, I mean, the bucks just had a crazy spike game from three hit 20 of 40. Giannis went three for three. That will never happen again. Uh, but Giannis also had seven turnovers oh. and now is averaging 22 with five and a half turnovers in in his last two against these Knicks, uh, got Mitch Rob into foul trouble. Julius Randle had a classic uh, awful game, which he will throw in once in a while. We went five for twenty, and no RJ Barrett for the Knicks to try to keep pace here. I mean, I think with with RJ playing here, with all hands on deck for the for the tournament, they they actually have better depth. Like the Bucks just don't have much wing depth right now um, between with with how Middleton looks. Um, and, and I mean, it's it's funny to say in a, in a game with the unstoppable Giannis to just say like I think Jalen Brunson is the most dependable player in this game because the Bucks point guard defense is so bad, um, and and because he's such a reliable clutch player uh, in the playoffs last year. The Knicks had a 120 offensive rating in the clutch, mostly due to Brunson. Not nobody else was really stepping up that consistently uh, this season. I mean, they're 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 actually seventh in three point percentage and forty one percent in their last three. And Milwaukee has struggled to guard the three point line, allowing forty percent in their last three. But this is more about the Knicks' defense. Number two in free throws allowed, number four in paint points, uh, number two in fourth quarter points. So if we see more of this kind of playoff e environment uh, where they're going to muck it up and keep it close, uh, I don't really see the Bucks being able to pull away and win by more than five here. 
You know, I, I might have agreed with you more heartily on taking the Knicks if, one, my heart wasn't invested in it. Like, <laughs> this is part of my reason for believing in the IST is as a Knicks fan, I'm like, yeah, I'll take a freaking tournament win. We haven't won crap in forever, which is what we see from the Pacers, which is what we see from the Kings, who came out wicked hot against the Pellies until the Pellies came back in the second quarter as we're recording. But still, like, it's this, like, incentive for these teams that would just like to win something. Now what we know what the Aston Villas of the English Premier League are feeling like when they're like, yeah, I'll take a win. I don't care if this seems like a consolation prize. I'm a fan of a team that I would love to have some hardware. And I think the Knicks are going to, bring that a lot more you know the numbers are there to support the Knicks being able to hang in this game at the very least if not pull it out at the end to all the points that you made um, and and I also think the fact that they're gonna care is gonna play a huge factor into this and I, I'm not saying that the Bucks are not going to care but you gotta there's something different between having a few champions on your team plus a guy who's a, a surefire hall of famer right and what their accolades that they're looking for at this point are they're a little bit higher than the in-season tourney but either way I think this one is right for defense that's my favorite bet in this one it's under 225 and a half this got bet up from 222 and a half so thank you very much because I still like an under um, even though obviously there's some people with some some smarts and some money who are pushing the line down I think 225 I mean look it's 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 larger than any spread that they've hit in their last uh, three games against each other and that's really what I'm focused on is the last three between these two teams having everybody that's going to play in this game outside of Dame, and Drew Holiday obviously played in a couple of them, but they already played this season, 110 to 115. In the last three, uh, we're talking about an average pace of 94. 92 in, in the uh, three games ago, 94. And then uh, we had a 97 pace in this last one. And in, even in that 97 pace, like that was at a time when the Bucks were playing way faster than they even are right now. Uh, they came out the gate playing at about a 104 pace, down to still, you know, about 102, playing faster at home, but not playing as efficiently on offense, actually much better on defense at home where they have uh, about a 112 off, uh, defensive rating versus a 117 and a half defensive rating out there on the road. Uh, they've played faster teams at home. So it's actually, it, it, they played faster bad teams at home. So that defensive rating is going to be a little bit skewed because the, the better offensive teams that they've played, they played on the road. That said, the, the fast teams they played are, are, are bad, right? So it's like, it's just the Knicks aren't going to play fast. They're not going to worry about scoring, outscoring a team. They need to bruise it up. And that's what they're going to do in this matchup, which they've always done, which is why we see uh, you know, we see this, this total having gone under so often between these two teams. Uh, I also do like the fourth quarter stuff. Like, I think we can definitely buy into the idea that with a playoff atmosphere, things get a little bit choppier at the end when points are harder to come by. Everybody's digging in. Uh, the stakes are higher. We know all that. So shots are a little bit less, le less likely to go in. But the Knicks in the fourth quarter, uh, on top of being the slowest team in the fourth quarter and any other quarter because they're just the slowest team in the league, they, they play a little bit slower than they normally would in, in the other three, uh, down to a 94 pace in the fourth quarter. Also have the top defense in that time frame. In the clutch, similar stuff to what you just said as well as what I was looking at. You know, two good clutch teams, but uh, one that I, I trust more on defense at the end of games as well in terms of the Knicks right now. Because as good as the Bucks are down low, you mentioned all the Jalen Brunson stuff. Uh, quick aside there, I would also continue to probably target his points. It's getting up there uh, in points, and it gets scary at like 26 and a half. I just I know that the points for him are something that he clearly looks to, uh, to execute when he plays this team in the last two or three that he's played against them because of the fact that like those, the better defenders are playing on the other guys on his team, as he knows. So either way, that's just a quick aside there, but I still think points are going to be too hard to come by in this one, and, and under 226 is, is my favorite play. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's a good opportunity. I think there's a, a pro profit boost token on FanDuel for live bets to do an extra 25%. Um, and to look at this game, maybe it's a little more high scoring early on. And then you're able to get a live under because, yeah, we've seen the fourth quarter can really get choppy with these teams. And that Knicks offense, uh, I, I mean, I talked about them them in the clutch, but on the road in the playoffs last season, what they're scoring 96 a game, uh, but holding opponents you know right around there and 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 only and holding them yeah. under 11 threes per game at 31 percent the three ball something milwaukee is obviously dependent on right now with especially against a good yeah. interior team that can stop Giannis from getting all the way to the rim so i'm not going to be scared off points entirely because as we're seeing here the western conference game is is looking pretty high scoring in sack and i will take the lakers offense to flow here I'll take the Suns to keep the pressure on enough for the Lakers to score 115, whether they win or not. I'll take their team total here. We know LeBron really gives a care about this tournament. That's why they went 4-0 in group play. Uh, and hopefully he'll drag AD along with him in terms of bringing it. But either way, this is a great matchup for AD against the Suns. He has produced consistently against this team. Um and, I mean, with Booker and KD on the other end, like the, the efficiency in the half court for both teams should be really high. <clears throat> I mean, they met in this in-season tournament. Lakers dropped 122. They had 120 plus in in, um, in three of their four in-season games here, you know, despite a bunch of them being blowouts. They shot 48% from three in those games. They've gone 120 plus in three of their last four meetings with Phoenix. Uh, the exception is game two of the season this year, which is just an absolute gross shorthanded, uh, just uh, to move on from it. Neither team was ready to start the year. Uh, Lakers home road splits this year, averaging three more points per game, two more free throw attempts. LeBron averaging two and a half more assists per game as the spearhead of that offense. AD shooting 57% and is a plus 79 at home. He's a minus 57 on the road um, and they're not dependent on the three ball. Like I said, they've been shooting well in this, in the tournament. That's not their, their bread and butter. As we know, third in pain points, eighth and free throw rate. The Suns allow the 10th most pain points on the road. They allow the second most offensive rebounds. They defend the three point line. Well, I don't think that matters as much in this matchup. So I'll, I'll take the Lakers, LeBron and company to, to score here um, and probably the Suns to come along for the ride. I I, I don't have a problem with the overall game total here because uh, I mean with KD and Book you're not going to keep them down. Agreed. Yeah, agreed on all that. I mean, my, I'll just go right into my my bet, which is also from this game because I am going to take the Lakers to win it all. Um, I, I everything you said correlates to what I have to say, right? Like the the idea that they're going to score 115 in this game. I'm not saying they have to to do that. I do think that that's going to be a, a pretty it's a, it's a better mo for them to go ahead and just outscore the the Suns. I, I think the the victory for them at home is going to be on the back of them scoring a lot of points. It's it's really about where each team's sort of strength is, and LeBron is not going to be trying to lock up KD. Uh, Anthony Davis, I think he's going to do a pretty good job on Yusuf Nurkic, but it's not like they're running through Nurk. It's really about him getting in there to throw a body at AD for the purpose of rebounding and keeping AD off the offensive boards. Maybe he'll have some nice passes because Nurk is an exceptional passer for a big man. I will say that for a center, but I'm not worried about him really like doing anything else. My main point there is if the ball is going to be running strictly through Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, 
It's going to be it's going to be with some pace. It's going to be with some purpose. It's going to be a very efficient offense, which is what we've seen when it's the two of them. You, you'd like a little bit more, but KD has been out of this world, man. And and so that's why I like them to like hang around in the points category. But all of this comes down to is for, for the Lake show. I agree. LeBron wants to win this thing. He's been incredible. That's a huge part of it. The other part is where the Lakers are going to score from. Like we said, like AD will be a big part of that, but it's not like he's backing Nurkic down. He's going to be attacking him um, and and even throwing up some of those floaters that he does at times uh, as he gets into the lane and then using his moves down there. But also for for uh, LeBron, it's the same concept. The the uh, the Suns are giving up the uh, top five. The, what do I have here? Six. Excuse me. Six most points per game to small forwards. Also, the usage rate for LeBron continues to rise when he plays against the Suns. So it's just like, it's clearly like a, a 30-ish point LeBron. At least that's what he would like in, in, in my eyes. The attempt is going to be for LeBron to score, which he's done a little bit more uh, against this Suns team. And they've had no no luck stopping him, uh, obviously, as we've seen. It's like a, a very like pick your um, pick your spot moment as well for the Lakers when you look at their last like five, six games. They've sort of been playing this like... I don't want to call it cat and mouse, but LeBron will sit or only play 26 minutes because they do care about the in-season tournament, right? So a lot of the recent metrics are skewed. The 25 and a half points is wonderful for us in a game that we can definitely bank on him caring, like we said, and, and we pick these spots in the playoffs as well. So I think it's a similar aspect where if you're going to ride with LeBron to give it his all in this game, AD, you expect AD to come along for the ride if, if LeBron's out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them with the small spread at, at minus one and a half. Yeah, it's what we saw, again, when they met in, in group play here. LeBron, 32, KD, another huge game going the other way. They don't really guard each other um, as much. And, and I mean, the Suns, the, the question mark was always, you know, how are they going to defend with these guys out there? I mean, and Nurkic is a nice piece. Um, maybe, maybe can tangle with AD, but they really don't have any answers for for LeBron. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's clearly where, where we're headed for player props too, if we're talking about those two superstars. So nice segue there to go check out that part of the episode. Nate, let's go ahead and get into your first NBA playoff prop for Tuesday night. Yeah. Kevin Durant, uh, 27 and a half points is as low as you can find it. I have no problem with the alternate 30 points for KD, but the safest bet here I found is 35 and a half points and rebounds. Cause he's probably going around seven, eight boards on top of whatever he does scoring wise. I mean, just think about the, you remember the, the, the feature that was, that was on him like five, 10 years ago, where he was just talking about how tired he is of being number two, like the second best player of his generation. Every time he gets a chance to play against LeBron, it, it is just the most lethal version of Kevin Durant. I mean, after winning, a title against him with the Warriors, but you know, he just in his last two with Phoenix, 38 and a half points per game, 10 rebounds, a 41% usage rate. Um, you know, he's shooting 50, 50, 82% in his last three against LeBron and the Lakers. KD is a guy who you want to back on the road uh, in the, in the, in his playoffs career, he's in 29 and a half points per game, plays more minutes on the road, 41 minutes per game with Phoenix last year, 27 and a half, um, you know, still finding his footing and, you know, trading, trading turns with Booker. Chris Paul still played in a couple of those games in the playoffs. He only shot 28% from three, which is interesting because that's 10% below his career splits. Um, but now I, I see in the numbers reflected here that Booker is much more of the point guard uh, and, and accepting that role as like, I'm going to, I'm going to drive to set guys up to get teams in rotation and get KD open shots among other things. And he's shooting 58% from three when book plays. So, I mean, 32 and a half points per game 
on the road this season, also boarding up, even with a lower usage, 30 and a half when book plays. Uh, I just think, yeah, he's, he's getting 30 tonight. Um, and we can tack on the rebounds for a little safety. Sure. However, however you want to do it. I, I, I fully agree. Um, one of the things that does, I mean, look, AD is going crazy for boards. So like, I, I mean, Nurk is going to have to keep him off of them. Uh, I don't know if that means Nurk will be getting them. Uh, I think KD's rebound chances should remain high. So I have no problem with the boards in there as well. But, you know, you, you talk about the points at 35 and a half. That was how I felt about, it's a similar situation to Derek White on, on Monday night, where it's like Derek White without Chris Stapps in these scenarios as of late is scoring 20 points a game. His points props at 14 and a half. I'm gonna. It's the same concept here. KD's averaging as many points as his points and rebound prop. Like, sure, I'll throw the rebounds in there because I think he's good for a few. But I think the 30 is like almost a lock. So uh, I'm with you on that one. That was my favorite bet of the night as well, especially from that game. Um, happy to let you have that one. You did a great job. I will go on to my first one here, which is a little same game parlay. And to be honest, like my favorite bet within this three-leg parlay is Chris Middleton rebounds. There's just so much wonderful correlation that I found in this exact context to go ahead and ride with it. But I'll put it together and get a little bit more juice and have some fun here as well for anyone who wants to sort of ride uh, something that's a little bit uh, juicier, like I said. But Middleton... You can take him at the five or the four boards. The core line is four and a half. I'm good with that over, like I said. To get this to a, a nice safe place, if you want it, though, Middleton, four-plus rebounds. Lopez, four-plus rebounds. That's Brooke Lopez or Brolo to you. And Giannis, four-plus assists as well. I like. I love attacking Giannis' assists when he goes up against a team who has a, a, wall def- a, a defensive wall that can actually make a difference. Everybody tries to play a wall against uh you know Giannis where you dropped you have a drop D of sorts and and bring everybody to right around the foul line or right below it and make sure that you can just wall off the, the path to the basket it still doesn't work when you just have dudes who are playing Ole defense but this one is the Knicks D so I'll just start with with Giannis assists and just say like I was always planning on targeting this for him in this matchup uh he's gone over an eight uh four at least in eight of his last ten by the way it's all the way up to five and a half for the core line for Giannis. So one, the amount that he's been diming up this season is clearly on books radars, as well as the amount that he's dimed up against the Knicks is on the radar of the books because it's five and a half. And you'll normally see a four and a half line for Giannis when it comes to assists, even three and a half at times. This is just a situation where he gets a ton of them. So they, they know that they juiced it up. I'll take the four plus, uh, which he's done in four in a row against the Knicks. Uh, he had nine potential assists in his first game versus the, the Knickerbockers this year. Um, but he's averaged 15 of them in his last three, excuse me, last four, dating back to last season and including this season with the nines because he had a ton last year uh, in terms of potential assists against them. I understand Dame has the ball a little bit more in his hands, but nine potential assists just last game playing at a, a you know, not as a little bit of a clunkier offense for Milwaukee at that point before they've gotten a little bit more efficient. So either way, I love that for him in this one. Working backwards, the Brolo four-plus rebounds. Another situation where when Brolo, he's not seen as like this rebounding center necessarily because he shoots so many threes and because he has so many other quality bigs playing around him, one of them named Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, But in these situations, he is the matchup with uh, um, Mitchell Robinson, Marcus Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, uh, who is 
trying to claim the the throne of like at least top three, if not best rebounder in the league, definitely top three rebounders in the league. So this is going to be a huge focus for Brolo. That's why he's averaged uh, five plus rebounds in the last four versus the Knicks, which is, you know, I'm taking him at the four, four plus in eight of his last 10 games overall this season for the rebounds. And in his first game with the Knicks, he had 19 rebound chances. Now he's not always going to have a super solid rebound percentage against the Knicks, which by the way, he got over this in the last game. So no, no worries, but the 19 rebound chances, like I said, even if he's at about a 52% rebound percentage on those rebound chances, which is reasonable because those rebound chances are also considered rebound chances for Mitch Rob as well. And Mitch Rob, right, is, is going to have a solid rebound percentage as well. So, like, even if he gets half of that, right, we're still at a solid eight and a half, nine boards for Brolo in this one, uh, according to the rebound chances. And finishing it up, the the rebounding for KM, the, for Chris Middleton, that's kind of where I started. Uh, he's not playing on the perimeter nearly as much. His three-point attempts have gone down where he's playing in terms of who he's guarding is not nearly, it's not a relevant player at nearly as much as it used to be, right? He's not guarding the guys with the ball in their hands. He's guarding the guys. And if you just look at the, the, the example from the first game of this season between these two teams, he guarded Josh Hart and he guarded Dante DiVincenzo. And those dudes on offense are not playing with the ball in their hands. They're playing to either go crash the offensive rebounds or be a corner three guy, right? So he's always standing down there where guarding the corner three on the baseline, closer to the basket. Point being, that's been a real solid reason for his increase in rebound chances, even just this season uh, where those have gone up for him. He's gone over this in every game uh, that he's played this season, except for when he's at, when he's had at least 19 plus minutes. Uh, there's been a few that he's played less than 19 minutes, didn't get those boards. But in every game except for the one against Chicago, this is something that he does, and I expect him in a game that they care about to get 25 to 30 minutes. 25 to 28 has been his ceiling, and this is a game that you would use him for that amount of time. Yeah, I think we might actually see Chris Middleton, you know, kind of find hit hit his stride a little bit, or I mean, if this is what they've been warming him up for you know, to, to see what he might have in a, in a high stakes game for him to get over 12 and a half points, five rebounds. Uh, I think that's, that's solid. I mean, it's no coincidence that you, you picked the three most senior members of the bucks here in a, in an elimination game to see, to, to get their numbers. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll ride with that. And it's just similar to my game theory here, which is Jalen Brunson at, just uh, nine and a half rebounds and assists or just three and a half rebounds. Both are just plus 108. Uh, I mean, the, the logic basically simply is that he's going to play 40 minutes in this game, like 40 plus minutes if it's competitive. And he is an absolute winning player who, while you don't, you know, he does have some games with zero rebounds or one rebound this season, but lately been boarding up. Um, and when when the game is on the line, he's going to mix it up and get down there and get you the winning rebounds that you need because he's just, again, an absolute winner. Uh, last four here, five rebounds and 7.8 assists per game. I know he's been scoring a lot lately too, and especially against Milwaukee, 44 points per game his last two against Milwaukee. Um, I think I'm just going to zag a little bit, even though you know I, I wouldn't hate going over 25 and a half. It's juiced. Whatever I, I think that the Bucks are going to have to. Is it crazy to say they're going to have to send help for Damian Lillard if he get, if he gets matched up on Brunson or Malik Beasley? Neither of those guys are are dealing with him right now. Um, so you send help and he'll and he'll be able to kick it out to a Knicks team that's seventh in overall three point percentage and has been pretty hot, especially lately. Gets you some assists there in the playoffs last year. His his rebounds yep. did go up five a game along with five point six assists. 
Uh, and again, played 40 minutes. Bucks allow the fifth most rebounds to point guards, also the sixth most points. And they're coughing up a healthy 26 assists per game over the last month here. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think the plus odds, I, you're getting a little bit of value here. But as long as he plays 40 minutes, I, I think we'll find a way to get there. I feel you. I did mention in the best bets video, Jalen Brunson does shoot more in these situations and they give up a ton of points. I'm not angry at it. I'm not going to ride with you. I'm going to be honest with you though. I don't want to lie to anybody here and, and give any false transparency. I think we're a little bit on the opposite side of this. I do see a, a, a lot of shots coming up for JB. I, it's not a very high number. Uh, it's just that it's not a very high number for a reason. Good, good on you for getting the plus money. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely not fading you and I'm supporting you from afar. Uh, so my final bet here is LeBron James over 25 and a half points. Uh, and I look, I mean, we've been talking about LeBron caring about this game since we started doing the uh, best bets video and the other one like, and subscribe. So you can check that one out. We got to take LeBron. Like we can't just keep talking about the Lakers beating and, and the scoring points and all this success that we're planning on seeing from them on Tuesday. Then we have to throw LeBron into the mix in some way. You can take the 14 and a half rebounds and assists. This is why I, I sometimes get caught you know, I, I get caught between a rock and a hard place with LeBron or I don't know, a pillow and a soft place, depending on how you look at it, uh, for him to get the rebounds or and the assists, or is he going to get the points, you know? And it's, it, I go back and forth because in these games, he, he could go either way. It's just such as the, the, the like brilliance of his game uh, and of his career that I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to go with the points because of the fact that like, this is where uh, the Suns are the most vulnerable when it comes to other uh, positions, specifically scoring against them. It is, it is small forwards. It is LeBron. It is versatile, big scoring wings uh, and, and scoring being the key here, right? Because a lot of the guys that have torched them, um, if you look at their recent stats in, in the, uh, the points production specifically, it's coming from wing production. Something that we spoke about briefly in that Raptors-Suns game where you, know, you, were t you were looking at the Suns-Raptors and it was like, look, it's easy to think that the Suns are going to win that game. I, I didn't tell you, I didn't talk you off of it because I Maybe I should have, but I didn't. But that is one thing is that the Suns are going to be vulnerable to exactly what the Raptors have a ton of. A Pascal Siakam, an OG Ananobi, a Scotty Barnes, a LeBron James, right? And and so that's the, the type of player and the prototype that is going to be have a lot of success against this team. Uh, just the recent numbers, we talked about it a couple times already. 32 points in the first one. That's in the IST. He's also averaging 25 a game in the in-season tournament. And in two of those games, he didn't even play or try. That Memphis game, he was in there for 25 minutes. Um, I think he put up eight shots. <laughs> like, he just didn't care. Eight shots, you know what I mean? So, like, this is going to be a game where he cares. And and say what you want about it. The, the, the matchup plus the, uh, the, the, the million dollars for all of his homies, like LeBron has said, that he cares about. Uh, I'll go ahead and take him to get the points in this one, get 26. I think 20, like 25 is that number for him, man. It is like a ceiling uh, sort of where he's normally at. So the, the hook there could get you. If you want to just take the 25 and like buy a half a point and eat the juice, I think that's that's fine. Um, but if you want to be a little bit less conservative, like the 25 and a half, he, he might, might as well maybe a little baby ladder up to 30 because I think the usage is going to be there for him. Yeah, I mean, another thing he cares about is his legacy and being like, oh, the first in-season tournament, LeBron led the Lakers, you know, et cetera. Totally. So, if, yeah, I, I just I trust the Lakers and, and LeBron to be scoring because I think KD and Book are going to put so much pressure on them. And if he sees it start to go sideways, that's when he starts to score more uh, and just pull his way to the rim. Your yeah. point is, is well taken that the Suns can't deal with big wings. That's why they play uh, – KD, KBD, KBD, 
Bates Diop. I'm stumbling over that one. Uh, but there's there's no really good options for for them in terms of finding offense and defense at the same time when it comes to get keeping those big wings on the floor. You know, sometimes they roll with Grace and Allen, and and then you're just completely outmatched um, in terms of size on the wing. And, and uh, yeah, Bron Bron should get his because of that. He should. He should, man. Like I said, there's the possibility that he's like, hey, Austin, you shoot 12, 20, you know, 20 times. And then I'm like, whatever. All right, fine. But I, I think in the games that, that come down to this with scoring, like you said, coming from KD, his Robin, if you will, to, uh, in terms of this generation's best players. But that is all the time that we have for you in this one. Continue to follow along. Check out the best bets that we have up for you. Like and subscribe to that page. We're, we're uh, here with you each and every weekday this season. So until we see you next, happy betting. Let's go, let's go.